The Brum Radio Shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to BrumRadio.com and click on Shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. Right, okay, and I've got a lovely guest coming up in a bit, Chris Stokes. <laughs> and do you know when there's something on the back of your mind? I hope I haven't double booked myself, but I don't think I have. Anyway, hopefully I'll be there. And I, something's just, do you ever feel sometimes, Paul, there's something in the back of your mind and you pick <laughs> up a double booked? Yes, yes. I, I'm not great with the scheduling, so no, I can't it happens. I'm just thinking. Well, I'll be all right. I'm sure I have mm. a double book. Anyway, so I've got this lovely guest. Now, I don't know whether you know or not, but it's Birmingham Comedy Festival. So we've got three. <laughs> the first one was, what's his name? Why was that? Hmm? Why are you going hmm about Birmingham Comedy <laughs> Festival? <laughs> I just thought I'd give you a laugh track because it's comedy. <laughs> don't make me laugh because I need good toilet. It's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Mm. <laughs> I was just acknowledging that it was true. It was a truth. Oh, well, listen, Ed, listen. Well done. Yeah, listen, all you listeners out there, my lovely fobs, friends of Barbara's. That's made me probably laugh. Birmingham Comedy Festival. That could be their. That could be their tagline. <laughs> Right. Okay. So it is, anyways. We've got three dedicated oh, comedy festival. Hmm. Three dedicated <laughs> podcasts to it. That's it. Turning. Hmm. Going to water. Ha ha ha. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a day now. Laughing at Paul's laugh. Seriously now, Papa. Come on. We've got a job to do. It's Birmingham Comedy <laughs> Festival. Um. Um. Our what we're doing is we're doing three dedicated podcasts. So the first mm. one was with um. What's he called? Well, Alex thank Lowe. You. you see me forgetting things makes me think I am double booked. Anyway, Alex <laughs> Lowe. Yeah, forget all this. Now. You can't go keep responding. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're there. Alex Lowe. Okay, and then the second one which we're going to do today, which sort of comes under the um, Birmingham Comedy Podcast banner, is a lovely talk with Chris Stokes, who's from the West Midlands. I've always got on. He's a smashing Canadian. And then thirdly, this goes slightly outside, but when we were offered by Dave Freak, who has been single-handedly really keeping the Birmingham Comedy Festival afloat for a very long time, said he thought he could get us toya. What what noise did you make then, Paul? Give us your toya noise. That's thrown him that is Toya noise is not good. Where I went. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, Gareth Toya. <laughs> that's, that's how you respond to Toya. Three. Mm, mm, mm. That's a... mm-hmm. Anyway, so this is the second one with Chris Stokes, and it is Birmingham Comedy Festival. And what's really good is it's they've been able to carry on and not go under and keep going, and there's stuff going online like we are doing our podcasts and stuff like that. I, and I hope Birmingham Comedy Festival doesn't mind me saying, but this is not unusual, really. Just to say there's something that falls, because we was already going to be meeting with um, Alex Lowe, to be honest, and Chris Stokes. It's only Toya that's Shh. been back. I'm telling the truth, and that's the end of it. No, no stop. Yeah. Go back to the moons <laughs> and get rid of the shushes. <laughs> and we're pleased and proud to be taken yeah. under the lovely feathered banner on the wing 
a Birmingham Comedy Festival. So this is part of it, coming your way. I think it's a week, is it, Paul, of stuff that... It's slightly over. It's a week and three days. It's oh, like two okay. weekends and, and a week. Yeah. Two weekends and a week. Lovely, mm. lovely mm. time. <laughs> Stop with the mm and the things. Have you been, <laughs> on, a mute myself. Have you been on a course that says you've got to keep <laughs> saying things so they know you're there? What's going on? Just we know you're there, I Paul. Give you, uh, positive reinforcement. I'm all right. I've got good to... knickers on. <laughs> 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 right, okay. Oh, He's really... I know you're missing audience interaction. I don't, I don't. Like somebody was sat in my audience going, hmm, no, I'd have a word with them. <laughs> That's a good, I'd love an audience. Like I am doing with you. <laughs> anyway. Good point. Now, the exciting news today is, you know, you get up and you go, oh, it is a bit monotonous life at the moment. But just when you sort of think you're a bit fed up, good things happen. Now, I made... Um, sitcom Barbara Nice, Mrs Barbara Nice, that was on Radio 2. And I found out today, they're putting it on Radio 4 Extra, repeating it. Now, give me oh. that. That's it. That's a good noise. Now, it was... I was very pleased because it was only on once. You know, they did the series and you think, oh, it would be nice for more people to hear it. So I was very pleased with that. So if you fancy it, was, and it was also pick of the week. It's pick of the week for that for the yeah. Wednesday that it's on. Pick of the week for Wednesday. So have a look at that anyway. So And then I think you can hear it on... Uh, BBC Sounds. Mm. I think Radio 4 Extra is hopefully like the Dave of radio and you will be in perpetuity repeated and everyone will get a chance I'm to hoping it. so because that's what I really like about it because you can lay things on Radio 4 Extra five times in one day which is all right but I think yeah. if you've got suffering from Alzheimer's or memory issues it'd be very concerning. Mm. I feel like that's a bit with the Archers where they keep repeating that. Not that I've been listening oh, to it. Not the Archers again. Well it gets me back to <laughs> that. Get... Yeah it gets me back. They used to repeat <laughs> that too big enough they don't know what's going on. Uh, and not that I've been listening to any more repeats because actually that's not true because <laughs> I did start listening to it again the other day. They kind of grabbed me again. Oh. Uh, yeah, I've got to be honest, Paul. That's what I am. You take me or leave me. I'm mm. honest. So now, one of the reasons I invited Chris Stokes to be part of our Birmingham Comedy Festival special is, partly because I'd already booked him, but also what happens is he fits in perfectly because not only is he a wonderful comedian, he's also hails from the West Midlands. And I think he's one of our greatest examples of that particular kind of dry wits and i do think if you've never heard of, of chris stokes i hope that you look into all the things he's doing online i was quite surprised when i saw much he was doing he's a genuine artist and if, and if you've been listening to me doing these things you know that one of the strands that's been running through all the barbara nice and friends stuff is talking to people about creativity what makes us creative especially in this these times when art's been put on the back burner at the back of the stove i'm afraid i think that I won't swear, but I've believed myself, Paul, out of this. this I'm not saying it's true, because only I know the things that I say that I know about are true. So I only heard this, that Dominic Cummins, when he was asked about the arts, and it might have been in particular around ballet, but I don't think so. I think he was just using ballerinas and examples. He apparently said, tell the effing ballerinas to get to the back of the queue. Now, we cannot say to art you've got to be at the back of the queue all the time because people need it for so many things, you know, laughing together, singing, dancing. They're very, very important. So it's, it's a great delight to me to talk to entertainers about how they're managing to carry on entertaining at this time when 
very few live venues are open and and I'm also worried because of the drop. They do think it is passed by droplets. They say now mute live music, not not just live music, Paul. Any music can't be played over mm-hmm. eighty-five decibels. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I said there's something behind it that make because I think music gets us going, talking, laughing, getting involved, get mingling. They don't want us mingling. And music is a, mm. is a is a kind of rhythm of mingling. And I've been thinking about laughter, and that must project, you know, uh, air follicles mm. and i have got a massive yeah. laugh i think my laugh is over 85 oh. decibels so you can see why they were trying to get <laughs> try and find out for you, you. find out you find out so i can see that because of the particular kind of virus they want us to keep away from each other not laugh out it's a it loves sociability and that's why i think what people like chris is doing which is being getting together socially internationally i think he's probably gone now in a safe way on these different platforms we've all had to learn to use is just brilliant because we need we need connectivity through the arts and we are not going to get to the back of the pig in queue thank you very much mr cummings mm-hmm. because we're going to make our own pathways and that's what we do I'm, so was that a bit of a rant sorry i mean okay no I'm at, i think uh, it's important thanks love I do, I do mean all that. You'll be here in a minute anyway, not Cummins. But uh, Chris Stokes, our lovely guest for our second podcast for the Birmingham Comedy Festival. <laughs> right, let's go, let's go on. This is taking me back to the early days of lockdown where nobody knew what they were doing and it was all tricky. How have you been cruised with it all, Chris, technically? Uh, a couple of hiccups, but, you know... I think I've ironed them out. He says. I mean, when I joined this, apparently you couldn't hear me. But um, no, that's I think right. like, and if there if there are any problems, like I tell you, what I have got better at. I haven't got better at the tech. I've got better at knowing what I've done wrong quicker, and oh, being able okay. to get it right again. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. Because you've been doing loads of things. Tell us what you've been doing online. You've had loads of things going on. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Actually, it's like uh, I haven't. Uh, I've stayed just as busy. I think I just haven't had to leave the house, which is. Uh, <laughs> I, I, found, I found that better. Um, so yeah, no, I do. Um, uh, I was doing a podcast already with uh, with a couple of other comedians where we would have a guest on and we would drink cocktails because uh, one of us is a not me. Uh, one of us is a cocktail whiz and can make delicious cocktails very very well. Um, uh, we decided to carry that on w- during lockdown, but obviously it meant we had to make our own drinks. Uh, we've been doing that every week. Uh, we decided that we would do that as well online, doing live streams. And so that's that, that's already two shows per week. And then, and then, yeah, my other podcast is a storytelling one. That carried on as well. And then I started doing my own things where I started just messing about with me webcam. Um, so I haven't really, yeah, it's like a, a, a as busy a calendar as I used to have, but uh, in the comfort of my own home. Right. And as you said, Chris, y- you might prefer it a bit stopping at home. Um, I, th- I think what, I mean, what one of the realisations I had anyway before lockdown was that um, uh, there's something comedians and lorry drivers have in common, and that is most of the job is driving. Yeah. And it's just that we do a show at the end of it. And um, I've sort of now because of lockdown, we're we're still doing the shows, but we don't have to we don't have to do the driving. 
none of those late night diversions off the M6 where you don't really know whether it's going to meet up at the end. They've they've been removed from the equation. So it's a lot better, and I I prefer it in lots of ways. I like the fact you can have your dinner. Do you know what I mean? And you go down and watch a bit of telly. Are you with me, think, Chris? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, got you, got you. Um, I think it's uh, that that is very attractive. The idea that like um, you you can do you only have to get dressed from the waist up, as well when you do a when you do a show online. You don't have yeah. to. Yeah. Which you and I both like. <laughs> That's one of the reasons we clicked. We just met him. I said, think so, yeah. Yeah. You don't seem to have I anything think... on the bottom half. That's how I like. That's how I roll. That's how we yeah. were, really. Yeah, I think the first thing you ever said to me was, it's a pain putting these on, isn't it? Um... <laughs> <laughs> it was the first thing I ever said to you. <laughs> sound smashing you're making me laugh like you always have made me laugh oh thanks um yeah no it was i suppose it was weird wasn't it to start with i know everyone says that oh gosh it's strange isn't it but like having got used to it and i don't know the dust has settled not obviously in terms of what's going on outside and in the world but like the way we've all started to cope with and our new way of uh our new way of performing it's yeah it's dead um uh, sort of found a level and that's quite relaxing so to start with it was really stressful because it was like oh my god how am I going to make this work or is the is the tech going to fail me uh, and if it does fail me it's in front of lots of people hmm. um, it's after when, when you get rid of all that it kind of becomes quite zen yeah and it's nice it's quite a nice fit at the beginning I was panicking it was like a sink or swim feel did you feel like that Chris I better get on this otherwise it's going to be I won't be part of it I think yeah oh yeah yeah it was because um there was uh there were some people that were quite reluctant to do it and I think actually if I'm honest with myself so was I but I knew that that was the wrong thing to do I knew that if I was like oh I'll just let this pass me by and see what happens in a month or so then yeah, I felt like a boat would have been missed. I felt like better better start doing it now, otherwise, um, otherwise everyone will be doing it and it'll be too late. Yeah, so you made yourself do it, and I, I yeah, I've enjoyed. It. I do like being a Tom, and I don't like all the travelling. It was knackering, wasn't it, Chris? Wasn't it knackering? Oh yes, it was. It was getting getting home at th- three o'clock in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. uh, now I'm like I say, don't leave the house. Already home. Can jump in, jump straight in the bath if you want. I know it's, it's lovely. Uh, and how many, how many, how many green rooms have baths? No, very few, love. Very few. I know. There's the, there's the, uh, there's the, there's the civic hall in Wolverhampton that's got jacuzzis in the green room, and that's about it. And they're not plumbed in, I don't think anymore. But... No, that. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, Dad. Do you know it's the Birmingham Comedy Festival? Did you know it was or not? Um, I knew it was a roundabout now because it usually is, isn't it? Uh, October is the Birmingham Comedy Festival. Yeah. Right. And I think you've got a Birmingham connection, haven't you? Um, I, I, have in, I have indeed. I grew, up, I grew up in the West Midlands. That's uh, right. Uh, technically, uh, technically black country, but obviously would spend a lot of time in Birmingham when I was younger. The big um, city. Whereabouts yeah. in the black country, love? Uh, the, well, my family are from West Bromwich and Tipton lovely yeah so um uh, i i moved away when i was 18 and uh for shame have not 
lived there since but I, whenever i go back i do have that sort of uh feeling like i'm coming home which is i thought that, that ever leaves you wherever you grow up whenever you go back it does feel like you're going back home yeah it does cheese and onion cobs are very nice in the black country <laughs> do you know what that, um going back to being on the same speed i hadn't thought about a cheese and onion cob in such a long time but as soon as you said it i remember the last one i had and i remember it being a fixture of childhood <laughs> that was a that was a good bit of a good bit of nostalgia there where, where you do, saw into my brain well i've always liked shows i've always seen you love i've seen you the real you the real chris stokes so where <laughs> where was you having that cheese and onion cob the last one uh the the last one was um i just uh, i just had my hair cut in dudley <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm there now. I'm there now. I can I can picture it. I can picture it by uh, by the by the big Tesco. Right. And was it a good haircut? Uh, I remember the cob more than the haircut. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah, they're memorable. Them cobs. Yeah. And then after after living around there, where did you go then? From eighteen, um, for shame, you never returned. I loved it. It's very I'm... Shakespearean. For shame, <laughs> he never came back. <laughs> No, yeah, it, yeah. There's a there's a Shakespearean tragedy there. Whenever I whenever I go back, uh, 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 it, uh, it it'll be to kill the king. I'm sure. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, where? So I went to no. I went I, I went to university. I went to uh, went to Bangor in North Wales. Oh, brilliant! And then uh, and then while I was there, me uh, uh, my parents moved. So when I when I finished, I never went back. Never went back to the to, to the black country. Went up to the Lake District instead. Oh, whereabouts in the Lake District? Uh, Dalton, Dalton in Furness. I've never heard of it. I've heard of Furness. I like the way you say it, Furness. Yeah, I've it's never... by. Oh, it's Furness, isn't it? It's like a like a like a <laughs> I fireplace. Like, I like what you're saying, though, Furness. You've got, you're classy love, no wonder you. West Bromwich wasn't classy enough for you, love. Tipton, not for this lad. For shame, he's going to finesse. When I say when I yeah when I say I left, I got kicked out basically. That's right. Airs and graces, lad. You've got airs and graces. You leave, and don't Lo come back. Lovely accent, a great accent, don't you think? Oh, uh, do you know what? I'm a very I'm I'm uh, yeah. I remember when I went to university and everyone would because there's a there's a stigma with the accent, and a lot Error. of people hear a lot of people hear it and they, I don't know, they assume maybe you're a bit of a bumpkin, but there's something I've always liked about it, and I kind of. I kind of own it and play up to it. Uh, yeah. I have lost it in in because in, I, I lived abroad and they didn't understand me if I was speaking English, so I had to sort of chip away at some of the vowel sounds. Oh. But I do I I do love it. Where it's did really you nice. live? It, feel, it feels nice in the mouth, doesn't it? The West Midlands accent. Yeah, give us some. I want you in a West Midlands accent to tell us where you lived abroad and what you were doing there. <laughs> now go. Right. So um, my third year at university because I studied modern languages. And uh, my third year was uh, divvied up between Toulouse in France and Heidelberg in Germany. Brilliant. I love divvied up. Do you think it isn't just um, the accent in terms of the vowel sounds, but do you think we start talking in a different kind of a way? Divvied up. I love that word. There are some, actually. I remember, um, I remember doing a, uh, uh, doing a, a little... A tiny little segment on a program about language, and one and, and and the presenter clocked my accent, and then he went, "Oh, do you know what? 
do you know what the word blart means? And I did straight away, but I hadn't heard it or said it in years because we say blart to mean cry. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's not it's not like it is. The, the, there are it's, there are their own words. It's like a it's like it's not a language, but like it's very much its own dialect with like words you wouldn't hear anywhere else in the country. I love the word black. Stop your blarting. Do you yeah. think that because it's like because it is the Birmingham Comedy Festival, and they did have a Wolverhampton Comedy Festival as well. Do you think there's anything? It's a boring question, but I'll have to ask it. Is there anything in have particular? Faith. Thanks, love. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is boring. These picky questions. Anything particular about the black country in the West Midlands that you think? Oh, that's their kind of sense of humour. Do you think? Um. Uh. Yeah. What I think it's it's this um it, it, the, like a salt of the earthness, which is um uh which is like the further the, the further you get away from the ground, you have to be reminded where you came from. I think that runs through it's certainly from my experience of like family and growing up there. It's uh, uh you know there's a the, I think to if somebody says something that's a little bit like poncy or something. There's something very West Midlands to going. Oh, your Majesty! All right then. <laughs> that sort of thing. I think that's brilliant. All right, your Majesty. That, 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 <laughs> I feel like that is. I don't think you get that. I mean, you obviously get sort of like this idea of uh, working class pride wherever you go, but in the West Midlands, it feels like that's that that feeds in most of the humour. I think that's so brilliant, Chris. I think you put your finger on it. Right, now listen, I've always thought you was a very good lad now. So you do, what's, what, tell us about this story writing, storytelling stuff. Are you, are you keeping mm. them and what are they about? Oh, yeah, so um, uh, storytelling is, is kind of like, uh, I suppose it's, if, yeah, so when I do stand-up, it is mostly storytelling anyway, but uh, the, the, the practice of storytelling is just something that's a bit more, uh, it's a bit more raw, so you haven't got the artifice of trying to write jokes around it. It's uh, if if a story is funny, it's funnier because uh, of everything else around it. If a story is sad, then it's sadder because of everything else around it. Basically, the story is king. So we um, uh, we've been running these nights for um, quite some time uh, down in London, where we have uh, like a little regular bunch of storytellers that come and tell wonderful stories. But then we also source people from the audience that might want to tell their story or based on a theme uh, they come up and they tell the story um, we started capturing them by recording them on audio and releasing them as a podcast and then during lockdown uh, we've taken the shows online uh, and so people can come along and it's the same exactly the same sort of thing we have storytellers that are uh, pre-booked uh, curated if you like and then there are other people that if they feel compelled or inspired to tell a story they can just from just from the audience and they're some of my favorite ones we had we had somebody um uh, i can't remember what the theme was i think the theme was i think the theme was into the wild that was the title of the of the show we did and um uh, somebody from the audience she was very sweet uh, she said oh I, I would like to tell a story could i tell a story and we said yes and it's probably the best story i've ever heard um and it was about how she uh, rescued some turtles and uh, had no way of getting them out of the country back home to make sure they were rescued and put into a sanctuary. So what she did was she put these little little turtles in her bra and smuggled the turtles out of the country just wearing them in her bra. 
Brilliant. Did she get past the thing, you know, the security check? Uh, yes. And the way she did that was uh, um, she was a bit, she was about to be searched. The, this Because this was a couple of years ago. So before, I think it was before 9-11. So before they could do the proper invasive x-rays of you as you go through the airport. Um, but the, the, the customs guy, uh, airport security was going to do the going to do the full body search and um she made him feel uncomfortable because she was a young woman <laughs> and she said uh she said watch where your hands are going and then so he never never clopped the turtles absolutely brilliant ah oh, so these stories always true or could you make them up oh no it's um uh there are the, the, there are storytelling nights that are um that you can you can make them up but as is all about true stories that have happened to you from your life um true life storytelling basically it's uh it, and it's something i just because i it's something i discovered by doing stand-up when i found a storytelling night and i thought oh i'd like the idea i like the idea of telling a story without the without and letting letting the story evolve organically without actually and telling it as it happened rather than having to put a joke in there and add, add a little line and a wink to the audience in there just Absol to tell yeah. the story start to finish and I, I yeah i really really enjoyed it it's it's different from stand-up but just as much enjoyable i really understand what you're saying about not being forced to make it funny because things are just funny but in stand-up you think oh i better do a double entendre there or i know what you mean about winking at the audience and then just leave it let it be funny and it's all right yeah it's like a there's like a rhythm and you can do that with some stories i mean like there are some i mean for like billy Connolly, for example would tell stories yeah. and they'd be hilarious and uh, so you, you you can do it, but um, let's say for example, if you're telling a story that is that is genuinely hilarious, but but there's about a minute minute and a half stretch where there's no laughs, um, that makes the story funnier at the end. But in a comedy club, that's ninety seconds and a minute <laughs> and a half of dead air. Yeah, it just sort of, people just switch off. It's um, so it has its own rhythm, which I really like. Oh, I think that's a bit. But what would happen, I think, when we're doing... Because often when you're doing, like, a longer show in Edinburgh, you will think, oh, there's a bit of a dead time to get to this point. And then what you do then, I think, what I would do anyway, is you choose funny words or you embroider it a bit, don't you, to sort of keep them a bit entertained till you get to the bit that they need to know. That's what yeah. I think what happens. I really like the uh, I really like the use of the uh, of embroidery because it is it's like uh, it's like you get um you get a ball of wool or a blank quilt and then you you have to you have to do the knitting and make something out of it. You do love knit one pearl one. So what are you going to do with all this? <laughs> because it sounds smashing to me what you're doing. Well, I I, I mean I actually I don't know whether <clears throat> if the world ever goes back to normal because I mean the the shows have started up again but in a severely reduced capacity and i think like even even if it goes back to the way it used to be i don't think people are going to stop doing this stuff online i know that we were forced into it but it, there's a way of reaching people you never could before like if you would you know if you if you would drive up to to nottingham and do a gig there sure there, there are people in nottingham that won't have heard of you before and they'll like what you do but with this you're reaching people in 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 the states or uh, or in europe or in australia that might not have got to see you so it seems silly uh, to, yeah. to, to, to put a stop to it you know i absolutely agree and i think there is definitely this international thing have you done it internationally where's the furthest that people have zoomed into you from love 
Oh, uh, uh, that's a very good question. Um, I think I think we had somebody when we did the storytelling one. I think I think somebody from uh, uh, from the Philippines. Thinking uh, it. Tuned in, yeah, and um, uh, and uh, I mean, with with the with the common language being English, English, a lot of people are tuning in from america and canada and australia and all of that which is which is great because it it means that you can reach them without having to uh fork out for a flight yeah that, absolutely and talking about forking out are you making any money um yeah uh which it's it, not 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 much i mean it's still a worrying position to be in with the, the way the arts are in this country but um uh yeah, get sort of like scraping by. What helps is the expenses of severely diminished, like not paying for fuel or hotels or, um, you know, even actually not even taking the car in for a service as much because <laughs> you're not doing as many miles. That's so, right. So the outgoings are not so much, are they? No, they're not. Uh, and not, no, I mean, listen, neither's 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 the income at the moment, and uh, it is still. Uh, it is still a terrifying position, and I mean, certainly the way uh, uh, it looks like the arts are, are having to go, it's quite—it's still thin ice. We're all on very thin ice, and it's n no idea what's going to happen. Um, but it is uh, being able to do this stuff online and everything. It is sort of what's the word? It's, it's making the the squeeze less pronounced. It's more, oh, it's more like that's a, good. Yeah, it's not like it's not totally around your throat, but it's. Uh, it's getting there. Oh, I don't <laughs> want to know. I'm glad it's not round your piggy throat. But <laughs> I think what you're doing is making this sort of new um, artistic thing out of it. So it's really good, Chris. I think like it's, it's our. I mean, it, it's our compulsion, isn't it? I mean, the reason we all started doing it in the first place wasn't because we necessarily. I mean, while it would have been nice to have made it a career, that was never a given. Like we did it because we wanted to. Um, uh, so finding ourselves in this position, like we're just harnessing that need again. And I mean, while we were talking about, oh, we've got to jump in and we've got all the, we, we might miss the boat if we leave it too long. Uh, it's that sort of like, who cares about nerves anymore? Like we overcame, like we, we must've had terrible stage fright when we first started. We just take it for granted now about being on stage. It's kind of the same thing. It makes you feel brand new again. Um, it's a good leveller. This whole thing has been a really good leveller. Agree with you. That, it means there are some people that could, that might might have been at the very very start of their um, performing career, and they could make the jump to the online stuff, uh, just the way, by a lot easier than somebody who's been doing it for years and years and years. And then that person, the person who's been doing it years and years and years, nominally would have had a head start in terms of profile but not not necessarily in terms of technical prowess and that that new person might be able to just come in from the like as the underdog like the outsider Fighting um, again i know exactly what you mean it was all kind of everybody up for grabs and it didn't matter if you've yeah. got a big agent or not anymore because that is a big divider isn't it that and it didn't really matter if you were prepared to get up and do some graft you could get in front of like the, the kind of dog track for a bit again yeah exactly like and do you know it is like it is that sort of like enterprising spirit you're supposed to have as well yeah because some people forget actually i can't remember who i was talking to but um there are some people 
it's quite a passionless, uh, dispassionate way of looking at it. But some people like, oh, well, we're artists. And then there are some people that are like, well, actually, no, we're, we're, we're small businessmen. And it's like the, the truth is somewhere in the middle, obviously more artists than small businessmen. But the fact is, is that we're self-employed and are, are kind of like flogging ourselves as a product as well. So it's uh, it's interesting that when we had to move online and do stuff, that there, are, that there there's a certain way of thinking that probably would have stood you in good stead. We're quite pioneery, I think. Do you think we we sort of get back on the wagon and get out there? I think it's interesting. I honestly do think it is. We get on with I, it. Yeah, it fascinates me. It fascinates me, which is why there are some. I mean, I don't know whether you um, you noticed yourself, but uh, certain people in in our community uh, were very quite disparaging about people that were doing online stuff. Yeah, and there was think, that going well, on. You, yeah. You, and you like you have to really i mean like it's all well it's all well and good for you you know you 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 you've been uh you've been very comfortable sitting up there for uh three decades doing what you're doing and maybe pulling the ladder up behind you a little bit this is just yeah. a new thing that you can't do and you're lashing out that's right when you give it a try if you give it a try you might find it's enjoyable i found it's enjoyable yeah I've liked it and all, and I'm still liking it actually. And I would still always do a bit of it. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, I'm never going to stop now. Probably have to reduce if if everything goes back to normal, uh, and gigs come back in full force. Then obviously I will have to stop doing the online stuff to some degree, but I'll never stop it completely. I think it will always be there. Yes, I'm me, love. Right, I'd better go because I've realised I'm supposed to be doing a pig in zoo. Is the other thing that's work? you find out you're supposed to be somewhere else? I've always <laughs> double-booked myself. But I at least I'm not supposed to be in then. Leeds. Oh, God, I'd better no, go. No, that's go true. But I do think it's funny when people were doing the online stuff and then they started getting two shows in the evening and they were like, oh, I'm, I'm doubling. I'm doubling up. <laughs> But you, you haven't got to jump in the car and go run down the A50 or something. You can just go. Right, just hit change your Zoom and then thing. start the other one. Yeah, exactly. But I've realised I have. Piggy's supposed to be doing something. I better, listen, Chris, I'll have to go. <laughs> no <laughs> so worries. I, I absolutely got love you. talking to you. I honestly. Yeah, love we to, should do it more I, often. Yeah, let's listen. Let's do it again because what I've been doing is sort of Barbie nice and friends, and then you think, oh, tick that one. I can, I can come back to you and talk to you again. You just don't, don't have one yeah, conversation exactly. with a friend. No, I better not. go, though, love. Is that all right? Yeah, of course it is. Nice to chat to you, as always. Always yours. Always your friend. Bye-bye. Barbara Nye. Chris Bye. Stokes. Bye. Right, and that was Chris Stokes with our second Birmingham Comedy Festival podcast. What did you think of Chris, Paul? Hmm. Very good. I knew he'd do that. <laughs> <laughs> we rehearsed that. He was very good because he made it sound real. We don't, We've got to tell the truth. We've it's true, tell the but truth. we rarely rehearse anything, so maybe we should start No, I know, but we, we rehearsed the... Uh, <laughs> mm, we rehearsed them. I have to get a soundboard of all my all my noises. Mm, ooh, and just and they then, will mean different things. Yeah. yeah. What does Paul mean when he does this noise? Mm-hmm. And I'd, it was awful because at the end, I did have to run off because I had double yeah. booked myself. And then, um, yeah. <laughs> <I had laughs> that was actually genuine. No. <laughs> I was like, I want to know. I no. want to know. I'm try, try I hope I'm the voice of the, I'm the, voice of the listener. I'm the listener at I home. I know what you think noises. you are. It's obvious <laughs> what you're doing. 
<laughs> okay, I'll, I'm going to mute. That's what I said. Have you been on the course? <laughs> I'll, I'll mute my microphone. You talk. Bye. I've had a meeting where they said, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> Is let them know that you are the voice of the listener. Anyway, so I was double, I was double booked, but she was all right, the woman. One of the things, a bit like what Chris was saying, they were branching off, pioneering off in all sorts of directions. So I'm doing like a works do, because everybody, a lot of people are working at home, and they get together on a Friday afternoon. Instead of going for a drink, they might well have a drink, I suppose, online. But also they get different things done. So I'm going to be doing a raffle for a works do in Brighton. I mean, it's lovely to think I don't have to go on the picking train, which is what me and Chris were talking about. And I'll enjoy raffling for the nice group of people work doing Brighton. So the Birmingham Comedy Festival is going on and it's coming to you from loads of different platforms like Zoom. And what else is happening, Paul? Have you got any idea? Yes, I can tell you now because uh, there's tweets about it that uh, we've been retweeting, but uh, <laughs> I'm the voice of the festival now. He is the voice of the festival. Ten days of very special streamed activities and performances. Uh, mm. So we are one of them, obviously. But So they also mm. have stuff featuring uh, Charlie Chaplin. So I guess that's not going to be a live oh. stream. But, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> the board game Smackdown with James Cook. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> this is just revenge, isn't it? <laughs> just tell me what it feels like. Go on, carry on. <laughs> so, what else? <laughs> is that everything? Oh, so dear. we've got... Right, let's go through that quickly. So, yeah. in coming up in the festival, we have... We've got Maureen Younger doing her My Chat comedy mm. with the great local girl, Lindsay Santaro. And what else have we got? Oh, yes. we've got the wonderful James Cook Smackdown uh, yes, game I show, can go, which is getting very sh good. Shall I go by day? That could be better. Yeah. Um, so today is Tuesday when this goes out and our podcast is listed there on the Tuesday on the website behamcomfest.co.uk then uh, Maureen Younger will be doing episode 2 of Objectivity where they talk about their favourite objects then on Wednesday there's the board game Smackdown Festival special with James Cook, Carl Donnelly right. and Laura Lex and then Thursday is the Lovely. My Comedy and uh, Friday right. is the Birmingham Comedy Festival sketch show so basically go to the website, right. you can read all this. <laughs> yeah, and tell us, because I know where I mentioned Toya mm. in the lineup. Oh, I I know. Lost, when are we lost. doing the Toya one? Yes, the Toya one is next week, wasn't it? Next Monday. So, so it'll come on next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes, so this is Tuesday now, hello. <laughs> and then next Tuesday will be Toya. Yeah, because yeah, what we're trying to do, fobs and people, is we were, uh, we, uh, we were daily when it was in hard lockdown and now... Then we stopped it for a bit to have a bit of rest because it was knackering. And now we're back. We're committed to weekly, hopefully Tuesday podcast, taking us right through to the spring. Mm. That is what we're hoping for. So the next one's going to be with Toya. And that comes under again with the Birmingham Comedy Festival. She's a good laugh, Toya, anyway. Oh. I used to go, oh, well, she's a good laugh, Toya. That's why she's going her own. Okay, my loves. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Uh, Keep laughing and do have a look at all the other stuff that's on the Birmingham Comedy Festival website. Okay, so from me and from Paul in the shed, take care, keep laughing, look after yourselves, really. Well, we can't do any more than that. Ta-ra, loves. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.